This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. We must focus on the challenge and the solution, not just the problem. When we see our reality as a challenge, we can become the creators of our life process and not remain powerless victims of situations tied to fear. Valeria Telly's interviews Judy Errol, the author of Dancing with Cancer, using transformational art, meditation, and a joyous mindset to face the challenge. Judy Errol is a 73-year-old mother, grandmother, artist, poet, author, meditation teacher, art teacher, health guide, and translator. She studied human development at Cornell University and education psychology, Hebrew University, Jerusalem, and worked in this field until the 1980s. She moved to the desert from Jerusalem with her family in the late 1970s, and something there touched her very deeply. She began her art studies, Beersheba and State Art Teachers College, and by the mid-1980s, Judy began her spiritual path meditating Tai Chi, Qigong. When Judy was diagnosed with incurable, treatable cancer of the bone marrow in 2007, she was already very spiritual with a well-developed spiritual outlook on life. She knew it was time to walk my talk. Judy continuously journaled from the first moments to help understand and remember with all the meds she was given. Above all, she knew that she had the ultimate responsibility for her healing. No doctor, no medication. Judy could use them for help, but she had to take conscious responsibility if healing was to be the best possible for her to attain. She used everything she ever learned to create her own golden path to recovery. Beginning as a completely handicapped person with a corset brace from collarbone to pelvis, 24-7 nursing care and prohibited to lift more than a glass of water, Judy entered one of the most fascinating, creative periods of her life on the deepest, most meaningful levels. Judy found herself calling the various techniques she used thought work and used them with a conventional cancer treatment in order to make her thoughts and intentions clear, exact, and conscious. Then she could connect them to her everyday reality. Her doctors were quite shocked regarding the amazing way she healed and was able to function. After a successful bone marrow transplant, Judy was in complete remission for almost 10 years, which is considered more than three times the average. 
In 2009, she began providing guided meditations and mandala drawing activities in the hematology and oncology departments of major Israeli hospitals supported by the Rosh Pharmaceuticals, Roshlands A Hand Project. Yet there was more to do, so she began writing a book. Judy realized that to be of use, the book must tell her story but focus on the reader. She wrote Dancing with Cancer to offer guidance and inspiration not only to cancer sufferers as they undergo the various stages of treatment, but also to those supporting them, enabling them to understand better the experience of the cancer patients as well as the possibilities of mind-body empowerment. Meet Judy at judyarrow.com. Here is the interview with Judy Arrow. In your own words, who is Judy A.L.L.? Judy A.L.L. Hmm. Well, she is a consciousness trying to do all that she can do to be the best that she can be. That is something that I felt one day in my studio when I was painting. But I didn't know what all that I could be and the best that I could be is. And I'm learning more every day. When you say being our best, that I hear that a lot. Is that in terms of learning how to love ourselves and others, uh, compassion, gratitude? What would you say are the components of being our best? Well, uh, it depends on when, when you ask. There was a time that everybody wants to be, you know, known. I'm an artist or whatever. There's, there's, a, there's a time... When I came down with cancer, well, I wanted to create another situation. I wanted to create the health that I chose. And as I'm going through life and learning and in this process, um, there is the understanding that we all, each one of us, is going through a process of learning to be who they are or to see who they are and to learn to love themselves first. And then you can love another. And then you can have compassion. And then you can feel the true gratitude for just being alive and having this experience. And then maybe you can even see how this line of learning is not just from this life, but it's from all of your lifetimes. And we each are giving into the other a unity of creating a new human consciousness. That's what I've come to learn now. Yeah. <laughs> Changing every day. Yeah, it resonates <laughs> true to me, Judy. Yeah, this idea of going back to self, learning who we are, appreciating and loving ourselves unconditionally, and then expanding that love from that place. Yeah, that resonates true to me. My next warm-up question is, about expectations from this life. What do you want from life at this time? My expectations right now are to release my expectations. <laughs> yeah. As much as I can <laughs> to keep myself tied into my choices, my intentions, where I place my attention and how I create my moments. 
if I can release, and this I did in my book and through the time I was going through this very difficult uh, cancer situation, um, I was tying myself to, to what's happening now and not tying myself to what I thought would happen. Because if I did, then I would be somewhere else. I wouldn't be in the now and I wouldn't be creating. So release expectations, but have the intention very clear and exacting. Right. So no expectations, but intention, right? Intention and intention, attention, choices, and doing, doing, doing and being, mixing them. <laughs> so spirituality, um, speaking of the present moment, being here now, I do hear that a lot. We all have been talking about this. Is that a form of spirituality or religious belief or is just a truth about life? Well, I, I think I've been spiritual for almost forever. <laughs> uh, but I, but not, I like religion. You know, I think that all religions have some beautiful things to them, but I'm not religious. That's what rules me. But um, if you don't connect to doing something and to acting it out, then you just words. And that was something, um, again, that I knew that I had to deal with when I got my very difficult uh, cancer diagnosis of incurable cancer because. Um, I had to know that, you know, I thought I'm so spiritual. So, okay, Judy, put your money where, you, in, where your mouth is, you know. And then if you put your money where your mouth is, you have to keep putting it. You can't just do it once. So that's what pushed me into it. And I think I was guided also. My guides were with me. So being in the moment is a choice and also practice. Right, Judy? Yes, completely. Completely. Because it's so much easier to blame something on what somebody did or just to worry about what's going to happen. Is it going to come back? What are my new text results are going to, test results are going to be? And uh, you can be so much not in the present. It, it, it really is a, a very stubborn choice <laughs> you know you have to, to do that that's a tough one it's a tough practice for sure i agree what is healing to you i think healing is finding the right balance the right uh, um connection now some people that i've worked with i've worked with them and i've helped them reach a balance so that they could die because it, that's what they was that's what was supposed to be done. I realized that. This woman I was working with every week all of a sudden said, you know what, don't come this week. I don't feel so good. And so I didn't come and she, and she, she died that week. And I knew that she didn't, she wanted to let go, but she wanted to let go from a, a place that was high and not of suffering. So I felt very... Um, gifted that I was given this opportunity to help someone that way. Um, 
So, so healing isn't necessarily living, but healing can help someone connect to the passion of life or, or the desire for life um, and, and the kind of uh, possibility of, um, well, balance is the word. Balance is the word because that's what it all, all is about, balance. Balance. Yeah. Wow. And balance as um, a movement, right, Judy? Not a destination. Exactly. You can never. You have to keep flowing. You have to keep moving. Um, and it's and it's a wonderful thing. And if you if you let yourself um, stay in one place and hold on tight, then that's. That's what the cancer is looking for. It sneaks back. It sneaks back in. And cancer is really, really smart. Because when you get cancer, it sort of says, at least I heard it as saying, okay, baby, you can continue this way and, you know, jump off. Or you can change, decide. But this is the end of, the, the, you know, this is, a, this is a roadblock here. And, and um and I accepted that as a as a gift, not as you know. I didn't argue with it, and it's not always easy to find the path to take. And uh, I was very lucky. I was very guided in myself, and I, and I got all kinds of instructions when I was in radiation. I would hear things, and then I would write some of it down. And so I I was very. Um, I wasn't alone, and I knew, and it was a it was a very uh, growing experience. It was a, it was an experience of growth and and awe, to tell you the truth. Yeah, it sounds like a spiritual experience. Oh, for sure. Well, I was doing it spiritual, but um, you know, I, there are problems with that too because. This was in 2007, and, and it wasn't, at least in Israel, it wasn't, you know, spirituality wasn't really in yet. Right. And so, you know, I was, you know, the tree hugger, you know, but yeah. there weren't that many. True. So, you know, people look to me a little bit strange sometimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so would you say that all illnesses are connected with that message of going back to balance, asking us to go back, return to balance? I definitely think so. I definitely think so. There might be a few things that are karmic and, and, um, and uh, let's say, from the DNA. There are very few things that are, are strictly DNA. Uh, but, but there can be a few things, and that means sometimes we are there to help teach others or whatever, you know. So that might not be something emotional. But I think that, as Louise Hay had said um, so long ago, that we have emotional situations that create imbalance and make the soft spot for some kind of problem to enter. And, and I let it enter into my... Uh, into my immune system, into my uh, 
bone marrow, which is one of the most inner, inner places there is in the body, according to Chinese medicine and and other other, uh, views. And this is where you create the blood and you create your immunity. And Louise Hay called it the essence of life, the essence. So what do you do when your essence isn't balanced? Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was wow. fascinating. Yeah. Still working on it. <laughs> yeah, that's why it became for you a very profound spiritual experience, right? Because it was connected with the deeper parts of you, right? What do you think is the purpose of the human experience? To help the creator, the the great creator, the central sun, the the, the um, God, if you want to call it, or, or the the whole the total spirit of which we all have a part, to help the experience grow. And we have free choice. So this is what we are growing. We are learning what free choice is. And we are letting each cell and each atom that has a part of God God in it, which they all do, and each thing communicate with the rest of, of, uh, of nature, of earth, and, and see how we'll get through this and how we can grow. I had a, an amazing experience uh, in, in, in my garden where I was hugging my, my uh, mango tree and I felt, I felt, I didn't imagine, I felt the roots in my feet go down and connect to the roots of the tree. And we just became love together. It was fabulous. It was, it was my my man, no, it was my lemon tree. My lemon tree. It was wonderful. It was it was fantastic. And it doesn't happen all the time I, I, I touch trees, but that is amazing. Just once in a lifetime, that means it's amazing. So we have a lot to learn and a lot to give of ourselves to nature, to earth, and to ourselves. Because we don't know how to love, each- love ourselves enough. My last warm-up question is about freedom. What is the meaning of freedom to you? What is to be free? To be filled with love and to release fear. Because if you're not afraid, what can happen? You can die. That's only good. <laughs> That's a return to balance, yeah, to ourselves for sure. Vacation, and you move on. What's your problem? But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so true. Wow, that's a powerful answer. One that's very, 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 very true to me. Yes, yeah, we are here. Yeah, it's all about love. I wanted to say that in Hebrew, it, it says it, it's written to love yourself as you love another. And that sounds, you know, like uh, first you have to love the other, but it's not. If you don't love yourself, then you don't know what love is, so you can't love the other. You can only, you can only love the other 
conditionally so that they see you, so that they give you, so that they, whatever. It's not, it can't get close to real loving. And I have found that the more I've grown and the more I have, and I've been working on it, loving myself, the more I love my kids, the more I love so many things, the, the more love I can give to strangers. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it, it's truly amazing to be able to to do that, to practice the depth of self-love. Yeah, it is miraculous to me. It's a miracle even to to get to that point. I'm not sure if that's a destination either. Um, when, Like, how do we know when we are there finally loving ourselves and accepting ourselves completely i don't know i don't know if we can uh, no and we think that we're always being challenged by something else and it can be just something little like like accepting our our shadow part you know and and just seeing it and just saying oh okay jude you really are more nervous than you let yourself know uh you don't you don't like being that way so it's your shadow self, whatever. Go into your light self now, you know, without judging yourself. And then you, it doesn't hurt the love, but it just shows you. It just shows you. So it's an ongoing practice and discovery, isn't it? It's a journey of discovery, for sure. And, and we have so much to do in our world because it's coming apart at the ends right now that the more we do, the more good energy goes out and the more um, people will maybe term for cooperation and unity instead of um, separation and, and fighting. Which goes back to the love and fear, right? Uh, yeah. Idea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you wrote the book, Dancing with Cancer, using transformational art, meditation, and a joyous mindset to face the challenge. Two initial questions. How did you become a writer and what was the intention and also purpose of writing this book <laughs> how did i become a writer yeah. i wrote <laughs> right. simple been, as that I've, I've been writing poetry i've been writing poetry for years and because i'm living in in israel and i'm writing in poetry in english mostly i, I never really uh went to do anything with it but i one great poetry that I wrote and I've been doing it with my own but um I just started writing and I started writing because when I was sick I I just described what I was going through because I couldn't move I I was I I um my vertebrae collapsed completely and I couldn't move and I was with a brace from my collarbone to my um, to my pelvis to sort of hold it together without any uh, gravity. And I couldn't lift more than a glass of water. And I had someone taking care of me 24-7. I couldn't do anything. All I could do was write and draw. I was lying down on a hospital bed in my house, and I just did that. So I wrote to try to understand and to know what I was going through. And then I found that um, it was interesting and it was helping me understand what else I had to do. And and I very early on, I, I even wrote to myself, hey, maybe this someday this will be a book. And, and I just kept writing. And I think if I didn't write, 
it all would be like the corona, everything, every day just falling one into the other. Because if you don't, if you don't say what is, you know, here and now, it, it's lost. And so I wrote, but I wrote also because I wanted to know what to do. I wanted to know how to do it and how I felt and to express myself. So it started out, you know, it just started out by happening. Why did you choose that word, dancing? I absolutely love that. Yeah, how did that come to be? Very meaningful. It's very meaningful, dancing. Uh, I do uh, bio dance, which is a worldwide uh, movement of kind of dancing, and it's sort of also psychological in a way of being with yourself in the here and now through movement. And um, I find that when I dance, I am 15 and I, I, I don't even hear, I can't even say what's me and what's the dance. I become the dance. I, and then I heard this, um, this quote, I think it's Vivian Green that, that said, um, the point isn't to get out of the rain. The, the point isn't to stay out of the storm. It's to dance in the rain, you know, and, and so that was another thing. And the third thing is, is that, okay, I have cancer. Okay, I'm taking the treatments that they tell me. It sounds logical. Trust my doctor. Fine. But I have to take responsibility. And I have to lead the dance. And I have to lead the dance for the cancer, too, and decide what I want and what I don't. So that's why I chose Dancing with Cancer, because it's, it's something I love. It's something that puts me into touching the essence of life, and it's also something that I want to be in the lead. I take responsibility. Not my doctor, not, not the chemo, not the, this or that, right. me. Oh, I love that message. It's a powerful one, an empowering one, to take responsibility for everything, right? And it's not easy for people to do because they don't understand how. And it's not that they have to or should, because if you know, I came from a, a very special way of looking at things. But if, and I, and I'm in a weekly meditation group for years and years and years. And I, besides having my own meditation groups, so, so I have a, a, a process that's part of me, but there are people who don't. So why should they know? And that's why people like me have to get out there and be able to help and to, and to train and to um, be able to guide people. I have heard that we cannot teach what we have not been through. So, yeah, I see you as a teacher. So we <laughs> had to go through those challenges to be able to understand the depth of them and, and teach others. Right? That's beautiful that you uh, embraced that journey or that purpose the way you do. It's really beautiful. Talk to me, Judy, about the um, healing process and how you came across all these creative ideas. You actually call them thought work and you have, yeah, transformational art. Yeah, talk to me about that. Okay, I can't really take um, all the credit because my guides helped me. <laughs> I, was in, I was in radiation and my, my guides were talking to me and 
it was it was like I, I was wondering who was talking, what medication was talking. I was very, very, you know, but I got real messages and I was told to draw my my back, my vertebrae, the way it was, and then to draw it healed using a uh, golden whatever I don't and and so when I I started out doing what I started out doing and then when I reached the time that I was going into um working on my back I started to draw to change my back and to decide what is healing for me for my back and I decided that I didn't care how it looked I wanted um full function with no pain that was my back healing and so I did that a lot with drawing, drawing it as if I was photoshopping my back, you know, by changing the way it, the way it looked. And the writing, of course, was also something that was very important. And I, I would uh, I would write things and then I would look back at it and see what I was thinking. And then I would address it and see if there was anything or I would put my conscious conscious attention on something and I would. I would, um, of course, breathing and mindful breath and relaxing and, and gratitude and thankfulness. But also, um, I, would, um, I would brainstorm. And with the chemotherapy, that was something very big. I started to brainstorm and write all the things that I was scared of and other things, uh, you know, like losing my hair and, and what am I going to feel? and all these other things, and all of a sudden, um, I I looked at the word chemotherapy, and I saw the word mother in it. Chemo, it was chi mother appy, and then all of a sudden, I was, hey, that's okay. Mother, I have a very, I had a very good relationship with my mother. I, I loved her very much, and and she loved me, and that was not a problem. So, mother for me was a, was a blessing. Chi is energy. And, and and therapy, happy is therapy. So I looked at it well. And then, then I also realized that other people were seeing me as, um, as all of a sudden it hit, it hit me that maybe I'm doing this well, but ha- what, there are a lot of people that think I'm going to die. All of a sudden I realized that this was a small place and they see me with a, with a, with someone, I can't, I'm in a brace and I, I can barely walk and I can't lift, my, you know. And and it spreads around. So I decided that I had to do something about it. And I decided that what I could do is to write emails. There was no Facebook or anything like that. I could write emails to people and I I invited them to join me in a party. And I told them what I was expecting and what I wasn't expecting and that I was on my way to total heal, healing. And um, And I told them that there was going to be a lot of a lot of fun and to, to envision me uh, clicking glasses with my, with my, uh, with my cancer cells saying good that you were here, even better that you're leaving and, you know, uh, and whatever. And so the people who didn't understand spirituality just thought I was crazy, but they didn't think I was going to die anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a great thing. (laughs) This crazy woman is going to do this. She's going to pull this off. (laughs) And, And, and they still don't let me forget it. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, interesting. It's quite the opposite, isn't it, Judy? That's when you were the most lucid. Yeah. 
And there were so many other things that I that I did, and then I learned more things. And you, you know, um, the the, um, the law of attraction is so important. And uh, Louise Hay was a, a good thing because I read over things and I and I checked and I tried to go into myself. And then years later, I learned um, the emotion code by Brad. Um, Bradley Nelson. Yeah. Brad and I use that even today. Uh, and it is super wonderful for me because I'm really cleansing. My my uh, my uh, disease came back and eight months ago, I started again with a chemo and with all this stuff twice a week. I'm in the hospital and all kinds of stuff. And um, I'm doing fantastically. Fantastic. I expect, I decided that now I want it to end. Enough. I understand what cancer is. I understand when it happens, it comes back. I understand how to deal with that. I got myself addicted to opiates because of my back, and I got through that. So now I can help people with a lot of things, and I don't have to keep on hurting anymore <laughs> or having problems. <laughs> now, true. I want dancing. I want to talk and help people, and I want to have fun. <laughs> oh, wow. I love that. And you sound fun. You sound great. I mean, full of life. It's beautiful. Thank you. I love the message of your book, which is you, uh, like talking to you now is just that, uh, you being the message itself. I think Gandhi used to say that. He said, I am the message. What is your message? And he said, I am the message. My life is my message. I think that's all he said. So, yeah, it shows that your life is your message. It's beautiful. We're almost at the end. I do have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. But I would like to uh, just go through some quotes that I found in your book that beautifully said true to me. You say, when we see our reality as a challenge, we can become the creators of our life process and not remain powerless victims of situations tied to fear. And you also say we cannot worry and do something positive at the same time. So true. And I absolutely love all the practices that you have there in the book. Lots of them. Journaling, active gra gratitude, the mandala drawings is just beautiful. I love your art too. It's uh, how you use the purple color a lot. <laughs> That's connected to one of the highest energies, intuition. So beautiful work, beautiful, not work, beautiful you. Thank you for being that light to us. So I do have a few questions, but before I ask them, would you like to add anything or read a passage in your book? Well, you know, it might sound funny. <laughs> yeah. I wrote this book for many years and I wrote so much and I wrote all kinds of things. That, and my son said to me, Ma, you're not, you're, you're not uh, Oprah Winfrey or somebody that people are going to want to write about. You know, nobody's interested in what happened to Judy L. But you have a story to tell, but you're, you're, you have to look at the reader and not look at telling your story as if that's, no, the reader is, is your focus. And, and that was something that taught me a lot. That was something that taught me a lot because it means in many ways for all of us, 
that we might have a lot to tell, but we have to understand how to tell it, how to say it. It's not a celebrity thing because we're not special. We just have an understanding that we can share and is worth sharing. And, and so the idea is to share it in a way that is, talks to the other person where the other makes the other person want to hear it and, and hear it. And so that, that, that I still reverberates with me in thinking of how, you know, of, of workshops and all kinds of things uh, that will be, will be coming up that, are important and how to organize them so that everyone can know that I'm not as more special than anybody else that I did it. I just knew how, and I can teach that, you know, that's the thing. It's just knowing, but we can learn that. So true. So true. And we have no idea how much we affect others and we don't even know. Like you have affected so many people without knowing. We all, it's happening. It's like a ripple. So the intention is key. So I really love that you are aware of the intention of helping others not by knowing yourself first and then passing that on. Thank you for the purpose and the intention. I have these two more questions for you, Judy. What was the hardest lesson to learn about yourself and life as of today? was during my time of opiates when I was when I was already off the opiates but I was still addicted and I didn't want to live and I knew that my soul wanted to live but I didn't and the hardest lesson was patience to wait and to know that I had purpose and it would end because I couldn't touch the joy of life. And, and it doesn't sound like I could be at that place because I'm not that kind of person. Right, right. yeah. I was there, I was totally yeah. without any joy of life, without any sense of living. And it was, it was um, that was the hardest time. That was the hardest time for me to keep myself. And, 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 and what kept me going was that I have a daughter who's a psychologist and she's the only one that's living in Israel. Uh, and uh, I knew that if I would do something to harm myself, that she would never forgive herself and she would never have a happy day. So I said, no, that I cannot do. I cannot, I, I cannot hurt myself because it will kill her. It will kill her life. So that I stopped. But uh, that was the hardest. Wow. Was hard. <laughs> so many young people do that. And that's when uh, we know the number the of suicides. Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. I got it because of doctors, not right. because of, uh, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't because of boredom or something. No, yes, absolutely. Yes. But that becomes, unfortunately, opiates, it's very common among teenagers and young people in general, just doing as a leisure, as a pastime. And then we know the results of that. It's always disastrous. So that's a, a great, another message to be reminded of. <laughs> So my last question is, what are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? <clears throat> three things that I know for sure. That I am very powerful when I want to be. Yeah. 
I am filled with love and that I am so grateful for who I am and this life that I have chosen to live. And I am so grateful that I didn't die <laughs> then. <laughs> it's feeling so horrible. And I really believe and I have decided that I'm going to cure this incurable answer and I'm doing it and I'm getting back all my fractured soul pieces and and I'm sure it's working very well very well thank you so much <laughs> Judy for your inspirational presence your wisdom profound timeless wisdom and for the work that you do to help others to help us thank you thank you Valeria for having me and what an honor I feel so honored that you found me and thought that it was worth listening to. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, yes, thank you. Where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Well, uh, I have a website. Did you have that, Danny? Yes, I you do have it. Yeah, I have that, yeah. I have my website. I have... Uh, in Facebook, and I'm in the process right now uh, because I've been working very hard and I've been, uh, you know, now I'm in my last, I have two more weeks of chemo and then I'm going to a lighter, uh, a lighter thing and then I hope I'll have more energy because um, I don't have that much energy, but I'm very much wanting to give some, um, some, uh, uh, some workshops and, and to uh, maybe a course or something. And I will be working on it. And if you want, I will notify you and I will put it up on my, um, I haven't really done anything on my website in a long time. So I have to get to doing that. And that's one of the things, you know, yeah. of getting to love myself enough so that yeah. it, it takes off. Yes, true. So please keep me updated. Your website is judyerl.com. Judy, J-U-D-Y-E-R-E-L.com. Thank you so much again, Judy, and we'll talk soon. Bye for now. Okay. This was such a pleasure, I can't tell you. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Judy Errol and her work, please visit judyarrow.com To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.